0: almost no one raises the real issue of tax avoidance, right? And of the rich just not paying their fair share. I mean, it feels like I'm at a firefighter's conference and no one's allowed to speak about water. Today we walk into this house with an iconic South African plant, the aloo ferrox. We must take the bitter with the sweet.
1: It is a matter that uh, uh, is under consideration. And all I would say
0: is that watch this space. Welcome to this week's episode of the SA Money Report. This financial podcast is brought to you by Fin24 and hosted by Deputy Editor Ahmed Arif. So, a story about two things. One is the public protector who succeeded the much beloved Tulima Rensella. And of course, uh, Busisio Mkobane has not had a good run in this gig. Strings of adverse court rulings overturned findings, allegations of bias, criticisms over an apparent lack of understanding about some legal processes, and a looming inquiry into her fitness to hold office. The other story is about our energy future as a country and the need to supplement ESCOM and our grid with more power, more renewable power, so we don't obviously burn tons more coal than we need to and all choke to death a lot sooner than planned. The nexus of these two stories, with Mkubane investigating the country's independent power producer program, is where we come in today. And helping us to understand all of this is SWIN24's investigative reporter, Jan Kronia. So Jan, to start us off, who is the Anti-Poverty Forum, and what did they want Mkubane to investigate specifically? Hi, Ahmed. The Anti-Poverty Forum is a
1: non-governmental organization Set up in March of 2014. It says it focuses on the quote, plight of the poor, the homeless, the most vulnerable, the dispossessed, the exploited, end quote. I wouldn't say that it's very well known. In fact, it may be chiefly known for lodging this complaint with the public protector in thir- um, on 13 February 2019. Now, I mean, as you know, the public protector has broad powers to investigate pretty much any branch of government as long as someone lodges a complaint. And the forum's complaint essentially asked Mkwabani to investigate the state's renewable energy program, which has the unwieldy name of the Renewable Energy IPP procurement program. In any case, it is a multi-billion rand project that, for the last decade or so, has given the go-ahead for over a 100 solar and wind plants to be built throughout South Africa. and these now produce I mean between five and seven eight percent of South Africa's energy, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on how strong the wind is blowing and, and the strength of solar radiation. And I mean the complaint asked for a comprehensive investigation into pretty much every aspect of this uh, renewable energy push from cost to allegations of corruption, to claim that the whole program is part of a plot to bankrupt ESCOM, so the private sector can kind of, uh, uh, I guess, buy up its pieces or or somehow sell energy directly to South South African consumers without needing to go through ESCOM.
0: There have, however, been questions about the Anti-Poverty Forum and their ties to Jacob, to Jacob Zuma camp. What's their response to all of this, Jan? So, Ahmed, the chairperson of the AFP is Papano
1: Pasha, who is quite an outspoken supporter of former President Jacob Zuma, and is also a member of the Free Jacob Zuma campaign. Now, she told us that her, um, quote, sympathies towards Zuma have nothing to do with the correctness of the complaint that she, uh, that she submitted on behalf of the of the forum, she told us that she can, for example, be pro-Zuma, and the complaint that the IPP program is tainted by corruption can also be found to be true.
0: These things aren't uh, mutually exclusive. Jan, uh, the IPP, or rather the whole renewable energy push, is actual government policy, and it's something come actually wants, uh, because it'll add more capacity to the grid, which ultimately means less load shedding. What's Nkwibane's rationale for actually taking the complaint seriously? One of the problems for the
1: media is when we cover the public protector, um, she doesn't have to say what caused her to investigate complaint A not complaint B or complaint C. So we don't know what convinced her to take the AFP's complaint seriously enough to warrant putting quite a few members of of her team onto it. She did say that the original complaint, Complaints had been added to by a quote anonymous whistleblower as well as some media reports, but we don't have information on what these
0: included. So, Mkubana had public hearings into this. The first time I've seen something like this, uh, this was last week. From what I gather, the hearings, much like her tenure, you could argue, was almost shambolic. What happened there, Jan? So, I mean, these public hearings were announced on the
1: day that they were supposed to begin. They were announced via the Public Protector's Twitter stream, meaning that we missed the first day just because we didn't have someone to cover them. We covered the second day with the Department of Public Enterprises' evidence. We then missed the third day as we were twice sent a wrong link. By the time we got the right one, the hearings had ended. And the last day was scrapped uh, with the public protector's office telling us the person who had been subpoenaed was no longer working for energy regulator Nurser, was set to give evidence. That, that was last Friday. So, I mean, just getting access to the hearings was fairly symbolic. As for the actual hearings, we can only cover one day, of course, and here uh, the the public protector or her team at time uh, quizzed this top official from the Department of Energy on things that uh, should really be common knowledge, such as who sets electricity tariffs, which, um, as you know, are set by NERSA, not the department. Other members of a team asked questions that were so broad um, that the DPE official simply responded that he couldn't be expected to answer them off the cuff, such as details of who was present at meetings that took place over a decade ago. So, um, Essentially, we didn't learn that much from the one day of meetings that took place, I Amit, mean, unfortunately. Things could have been uh, um, more interesting on the other,
0: on the two days that we missed, but uh, we weren't able to cover those. So what are some of the criticisms leveled at Nkobane for the investigation, Jan? I Amit, mean, the key question really is why she chose to
1: launch the investigation in the first place. UCT Professor Anton Eberhardt um, told us that it's quite difficult to understand why the Public Protector has taken a complaint from an obscure, obscure organisation, the Anti-Poverty Forum, seriously." End quote. Um, according, according to Eberhardt, the complaint is essentially baseless and will only serve to tarnish uh, the whole IPP programme. Now, the Public Protector did, in a way, refer to similar um, complaints on the second day of testimony, telling um, the uh, DPE official that she hadn't prejudged the case, she was just looking to see if the initial complaint could be substantiated. Uh, but for Eberhardt and others, um, this was really a weak case to investigate from the from the start, without more you call it compelling evidence
0: of corruption being put forward. This brings our show and our year to an end. SA Money Report is taking a brief hiatus and will be back in mid-January 2022. The music in this episode is courtesy of Katie Images and Epidemic Sound. This year's final instalment was produced with the help of the always amazing Kayleen Morgan. Thank you for listening.